What's up guys? Welcome to Faith Assembly Church. We are so glad you decided to join us today. If you're new here, we want to invite you to stop by our welcome desk in the lobby to receive a free gift and more information about life here at Faith. summer ever begins on Sunday, June 7th at 6 p.m. And since I'm so excited to be back in person, I don't want to leave. So we will have a special extended time together. All of the fun ends at 8 p.m. instead of the usual time. To celebrate being back together, we're having a huge cookout with hot dogs, sides, drinks, and the classic games kickball and capture the flag, with a few surprises, of course. <coughs> so invite your friends and we'll see you there. Hey girls, I am so excited just to join you for a few moments to remind you about the Ladies and Teen Girls Power Up Party. It's going to be an online virtual event and it is going to take place on June 12th at 7.30 p.m. Now you don't want to miss this event. It is going to be a night filled with so much fun. There's going to be worship, word, so many surprises, and guess what girls, confetti everywhere. I hope that you have registered because you need to register to get the link sent to your email so you can click that link, join the party that night on June 12th at 7.30. You'll join the party, you've got your snacks ready, you're gonna have your tribe gear on that you purchased from the Faith Wound Boutique. You're gonna be ready to go. Now, like I said, be sure to make plans to really join into this party. You're gonna wanna cast it on your big TV or your laptop, your computer, somewhere that you'll be able to see it, join in and have a party. If you'd like to, you can host a small group in your home and have a party while you join in to the Power Up Party, or you can just join in right there by yourself because once you hit that link, you'll be in with your tribe and you'll be having such a great time. We have so many things planned for you ladies. I mean, I am just so excited. Crystal Evans Hurst is gonna be our special guest and she's gonna be sharing a word just for our tribe, just for us ladies. The theme for the night is celebrate you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are loved, you are enough because of who Christ is inside of you. So ladies, I don't want you to miss this night. It's a night to celebrate you. Set aside time, put everything else on the back burner and say, I've got to join with my tribe on June 12th at 7.30 right there in our Faith Women group, you'll see the registration link that you can go to. Actually, it's faith-assembly.org slash events. You can go right there. And I'll even put the link in the comments under this video. But go and register. You'll receive an email 
that will tell you all the details about the party that you're gonna need to know. If you don't receive that email, check your spam folder. Several ladies have said theirs went to their junk folder. So it's there, just search it out, find it, get the information and get ready. I can't wait to party with you girls. Already bought your prom dress with nowhere to go? Well, I'm here to tell you to look no further. Faith Youth Thrift Shop Prom is a all the rage. On June 14th from 6 to 8 p.m., come in your prom attire from either the thrift shop or the boutique. This event is completely free, but what I do want is to see your prom proposals all over social media. There will be photo booths, food, prom king and queen, and of course, music. Make sure you invite your friends to this unforgettable night. receiving all 
that God wants to do in me and through me in this moment. And at that point, we're going to run with perseverance the race that is marked out for us. And when we begin to run in that kind of victory, we're going to see God do miracles in this place today. If you're hindered today, throw it off, cast it aside in the name of Jesus. And what you're in this place to do today is to lift up the name of Jesus and to lift up the King of Kings and know that He is seated on His throne and He is prepared to take us into greater things today. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Lord, we are in this place today and our eyes are fixed on You. We receive Your peace today that goes beyond everything that we cannot understand. We receive who you are today. We stand in the victory. We stand in the power of knowing who you are, God. And we thank you that in this moment, you are going to do greater things in us and through us than we could ever think or imagine. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, amen. Oh, faithless somebody, can we give him praise this morning? For our God is great and greatly to be praised. He's the God of great. And he has great things for this church. And let me tell you, he has great things in store for you. this morning. Amen? 
He speaks on our behalf and ever lives to make intercession for us. Foundations are shaking and every curse is breaking. The strongholds are falling and greater things are coming. Foundations are shaking and every curse is breaking. The strongholds are falling and greater things are coming. Foundations are shaking and every curse is breaking. The strongholds are falling and greater things are coming. No mountains stand before us. No weapons form against us. We're standing on your promise. We believe in your Lord
come on all over this place. Let's lift our hands together. Let's worship our Savior this morning. All over this place. We love you, Jesus. We worship you, Father. Seeing you move, you move the mountains. 
church. Come on church, I want to ask you something this morning. I want to ask those of you that are in the house this morning. I want to ask those of you that are watching online this morning. However you're joining together with us for worship today. I want to ask you, Jesus asked the people that were following him, he said what did you go into the wilderness to see? In other words what were you expecting or what was your purpose for going in the wilderness to see John the Baptist? And I want to ask you the same thing this morning with regard to your worship. What did you come here to see? What did you tune in to see this morning? Did you come? I pray that you came to the house of the Lord and you gathered together with those of like faith because you've seen him move the mountain. You've seen him lift the burden. You've seen him break the bonds. You've seen him open the floodgates of heaven and rain down into your life. If you came to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords this morning, if you believe that you've seen him do it before and he was faithful to do it again, won't you just lift your voice right now? Lift your voice right now and shout unto God. Come on, somebody. You the mountains and I believe I'll see you do it again. 
right now, everyone in this place, those of you that are watching online, you've got a need in your life. You've got a need in your body. You've got a need in relationships, whatever it is. I want to tell you today, we've come to express to you a confidence. A confidence that he is able to do it again. Amen? If that's you, if you if I have need in your life of anything, just slip a hand to heaven right now, wherever you are. Wherever you are, just posture yourself to receive right now in this moment. Father, we come to you in the strong name of Jesus to express our confidence. We've seen you move the mountain, God. We've seen you move the, move the obstacle, oh God. We've seen you provide for the need. We've seen you heal the body, oh God. We've seen you restore and repair the rift, oh God. And we believe, oh Lord, that you can do it again. God, this is our confidence. We know that you're a loving God. We know that you're gracious to your people, oh God. And Father, right now we stand and we posture ourselves, Lord, before the character of who you are. We know you're a good Father. God, I pray right now that you would rain down in abundance, Lord, in the lives of anyone who's facing need in this moment. God, I pray that you would let release healing virtue right now to those that are sick in body. Lord, those that are broken today, God, I just pray, Lord, that you would rain healing in their bodies, oh God. Lord, for those that need, God, calm and peace in their minds, Lord. Father, just speak peace right now. Be the peace speaker in their storm. Oh, Father. confident today we're confident oh Lord and God we receive every promise that you have for us in the strong in the mighty name of Jesus and all God's people that believe they have what they've asked for shout it unto God with a voice of triumph lift your voice and say thank you Jesus thank you Jesus for healing thank you Jesus for touching me thank you Jesus for working it out thank you Lord for making a way where there seemed to be no way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Our team's going to lead us in one more song, so remain standing here for just a second. But I want to remind you of the various ways that there are to give. Uh, There are a number of digital options, and of course we can uh, collect. We'll be collecting offerings at the conclusion of the service as our team is singing the concluding song after altar and things. You're welcome to come here to the altar. Also, our ushers will be posted at the back door to serve you there. And uh, we so, we're so thankful for your faithful, continued support of the ministries of Faith Assembly Church. Uh, let me tell you something, church. In the book of Acts, persecution came upon the church, and it caused the dispersion, and the gospel spread. And in, in 2020, <laughs> COVID-19 came upon the church, and it seemed like a, an oppression, and, and it caused us to move out. And it caused the gospel to spread. I'm telling you that, that we're reaching more people right now with the gospel of Jesus Christ than we ever have. And we give God praise for it. And it's because of the continued faithful support of his people that it's possible. And we thank you so much. But if you want to worship the Lord with your giving, again, at the conclusion of the service, at the back doors here at the altar, that will be great. And, of course, there's always the digital options that we have available for you. Father, we love you today. We thank you for your goodness in our lives. And, Lord, as we return a portion to you that you've so richly blessed and bestowed upon us, God, we ask your favor upon it. God, multiply it. Use it for your glory and the upbuilding of your kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 
Hallelujah, Lord. There is no one like you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. place today, oh God. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. You are welcome, oh Lord. Fill this place, flood the atmosphere, oh God. Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Spirit of God, fall in this place. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place. Let us become more aware, O oh Lord. Jesus. Tune our ears to heaven right now in this moment, O oh God. 
let us become more aware of your presence. Right now, there's either somebody in this place or there's somebody watching online, and maybe both. But when I posed the question earlier, what are you doing here? Are you just here because it's Sunday morning? Did you just come together with the gang? Are you here in sincerity to worship the Lord and hear the word and, and, and hear from God? somebody in this place you didn't come to hear a song and you didn't even come to hear a word this morning but you came to find the mend for the brokenness that's in your spirit oh God Right now in this moment, the grief and the pain, the hurt seems almost unbearable. But I want to tell you right now in Jesus' name that there is healing. And I believe right now in this moment, the Prince of Peace wants to minister to your life in a powerful and dynamic way. So if that's you, wherever you are, these altars are open. And wherever you are, Heaven's courts are open to you. And if you need something from Jesus right now, we're going to sing Pastor Trey is going to lead us in a chorus right now in just a moment. And if you came today seeking, hungry, for the healing power of God in your life, the draw of the Holy Spirit in this moment we're only going to wait a few moments but as they lead if you're here in house please find your way to this altar right now there's a repair for the brokenness in your life and his name is Jesus don't be afraid of what anybody else around you is going to think 
That doesn't matter. They don't have a supply for you. They don't have an answer for you. They can't help you. But God can. And the Holy Spirit can do more in these few moments than a team of counselors can do in a year. The Holy Spirit can do more in these few moments than a physician can do in a lifetime. As we sing, that's you. Just begin to move out from wherever you are all across this sanctuary today at home making an altar wherever you are. We're going to pause right here for just a minute. We're going to believe God for miracles. There's nothing worth more could ever come close. No thing can compare. You're our living hope. Yes, you are. Yes, Jesus. Your presence is Jesus. Jesus. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of love. shame is
breath of heaven. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for visiting us in this place today. Thank you, Lord, for visiting those living rooms right now. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, that the bond of brokenness is falling right now in Jesus' name. Wholeness is being ushered in. Healing. Strength and anointing beginning to flow in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you just give the Lord a praise offering this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless you, Jesus. Bless you, Lord. Well, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, church. You know, it's, it's, it's imperative. It's imperative that we are both sensitive to and heeding of the direction of the Holy Spirit. Is it not? For if he is not involved in what we're doing, then it's kind of like drinking decaffeinated coffee. There's really no point at all. Right? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Our worship team is transitioning, and as they do that, I just want to mention to you today that one of the things that's very important to us here at Faith Assembly Church is our faith force. And our faith force is a wonderful, wonderful group of people that volunteer and serve here at the church week in and week out, much as you've seen here before you this morning already demonstrated, also with those that are in the back right now serving in kids' ministries and the greeters and the ushers that you've seen coming in. It's a wonderful group of people that all bind together as the body of Christ to make ministry happen on the week in, week out basis. As you might imagine, during this time, there's a large percentage of our church family who's unable to make it back to the in-person service, and we understand that, and we pray God's blessing and favor in their lives, even in this season. But as such, they're unable to help us here in the house. And with that being said, that leaves a great opportunity for new people to step up. Maybe those that are serving a little bit can serve a little more. But nonetheless, I want to challenge you because our mission is still critical. Everything that we're doing is still very, very important. Our kids still need the seed of the gospel sown in their lives. Amen? No, no, no. Oh, good Lord, no. Jesus, no. Forgive, forgive us, Lord. Just. Our children still need the seed of the gospel sown in their hearts. Amen? Amen. That's right. So, you know, all of these things are necessary, and our mission is no less important. So if you would, stop out in the foyer. Grab a serve card. That's what you're looking for and let us know, indicate to us. There's a number of ways on the back there that you can indicate that you'd be willing to serve. And we thank you so much. Amen? So, are you ready to get in the Word? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We had a wonderful first service, and things are already shaping up to be great here in the second. So, uh, I want to talk to you for a few minutes this morning about a modern phenomenon, uh, something that we're all familiar with. Guys, if you got that slide ready, you can go ahead and drop it up there. There it is, right there. How many of you are familiar with this thing? Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? Show me. You, you, know, you know what we got here? Right here. Oh, it's the, it's the beloved text bubble. 
You know, it's that little thing that's indicative. It, if you're carrying on conversation with somebody, you've sent them a message, and all of a sudden you look, and there's one of these little things, and they're, they're doing that little thing they do, and they're jiving down there in the bottom. And what that's saying to you is somebody's getting ready to say something. And when you see those things, I'm going to tell you this. Sometimes you're on Facebook, and you're scrolling through the comments on a post. And one of those little things will pop up, and up there it says, someone is Somebody's typing. What, what they're really saying to you is somebody's getting ready to say something. Somebody's got a comment. Somebody's got an opinion. Can you believe that? Somebody, somebody is getting ready to share something with you. And I don't know if you're like me or not, but when that begins to happen, I'm almost hypnotized. I, I just, I can't look away. There's, because there's somebody, I don't even know who it is. I'm not even sure I'm going to know them after they've imparted this valuable information to me. I still don't know if I'm going to know who they are or care what they had to say. But because they are typing, I can't look away. I can't close it. I can't turn it off. I've got to wait. I've got to see what important information is forthcoming because we love it when somebody says something, don't we? We love it when somebody says something to us. And recently, recent days, it, it doesn't seem like we've all just been in a state of waiting for somebody to speak. We, we've been waiting for the afternoon press conferences to come out. We've been wanting to hear about the virus and what's going on with the virus and what's the infection rate, what's the mortality rate, what's the, what's the protocols that are being put in place and what restrictions are being lifted and so on and so forth. And we just wait to hear these things day after day, hour after hour. We're waiting to hear somebody say something. We, we like to hear people say what's going on with the weather. Can I tell you something? I've been in places where it almost seemed like you were putting your life in peril if you dared to speak at the same time that the weatherman was giving his report. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Like, hey, I'm trying to listen to this. You know, because they, they, they're so intently focused on what's being said. They don't want you to interrupt it because, shh, the weatherman is telling us about a 50% chance of rain. History has proven there's a 90% chance that he's wrong, but I want to hear it. <laughs> we wait to hear somebody talk about politics and speak about economics. We're, we're looking for an update regarding the social tensions that are present in our society today. Just a few nights ago, uh, Officer Drew and several of the fine folks here from the PD were out and they'd issued these uh, curfews and, and you know they issue those things at 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon and, and you're waiting because you just don't know what's going on. You're just holed up in the house and you're, you're looking at Twitter and you're looking at Facebook and you're looking at the news channels and you're looking everywhere you can look and what you're looking for is for somebody to say something. You're wanting to be informed. We're listening to the police scanners to hear what they have to say. Can I be real with you this morning and say that sometimes we don't even care about the credibility or the factuality of what's being said. In many cases, we're just looking for something to underscore our point of view or to justify our thoughts and feelings. We want somebody to say something and preferably they'll say something that we like. You say, Pastor, why are we talking about this this morning? I'll tell you, 
In John Newton's beloved and well-known hymn, he writes in the third verse and he says these words. Through many dangers, toils and snares, I have already come. And I want to tell you something today, right now, in the 21st century, one of the greatest snares of the enemy that must be traversed by the believer of our day is the snare of TMI. Too much information. Never has there been a time when such a quantity of information was available to us with such an ease of access. Never has there been a time when so many people can have a voice in the public forum as there is today. Now, I'm not against that. I don't have any problem with that. I'm not saying that that's inherently bad. But I am saying that sometimes it's often a lot to digest. It's much to take in. Sometimes we're, we're anxious and we're, we're stressed and everything. And part of the problem is we're absorbing a lot more information than we ever should have in the first place. We, we not only know the minute details of everybody's life and what's going on all around us in the state and the region, but now it's every little city across America and around the world. We know what devastation and what heartache and what's going on there. And we just... All the time because of all the things that we're seeing and hearing. Never has there been a time... When, when so many people have had public voice, but moreover, never has there been a time when so many people are readily available to speak into and over your life as there are today. Never has there been a time, however, consequently, when the adversary has been so busy in the middle of all of it, authoring confusion. And that's where the peril comes in. That's where this begins to take shape because with all of the noise and the miscommunication and the contorted truths, everybody, it seems, is taking a side. And the danger is that we can get so focused on what's being said by folks and about folks that doesn't really matter that our ears get distracted from the one thing that does. And if I were to ask you here this morning, I'm sure that there's somebody in this room or somebody that's watching online, you can tell me everything that the president has said, whether good or bad, whether you liked it or you didn't. You can tell me everything that the governor said, whether you agreed with it and whether you didn't. You can even tell me what the anchor of the evening news has had to say and what the market analyst has spoken. Perhaps you can even recount what the commissioner of some great sports league has said or a prominent athlete or some celebrity has said. Because the eyes of the world are constantly turned to hear the voice of those that are speaking. But my question to the church of the living God here on June 7th, 2020 is this. Do you know what God Almighty is saying in this hour? Because regardless of what anybody else is saying, the only thing that matters is what is God saying. And you say, Pastor, why is that important? Why is it important that we be attuned to the voice of God? I want to tell you today that the reason that's important is that the voice of God is the voice of life. 
All these other voices that you're hearing, they're voices of disparity. They're voices of confusion. They're voices of trouble and, and turmoil. But the, the voice of God is the voice of life. I want you to turn with me quickly to Deuteronomy chapter 8. And we're going we're gonna we're, we're to listen in on God's instruction to the children of Israel as they are traversing the wilderness and they're heading towards the promised land. And God speaks to his people, Deuteronomy chapter 8, beginning in verse 1. And he says this, Every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to your fathers. Church, I'm going to tell you, I told the first service, I'm ready to be around the people that are hungry to go in and take possession of the promises of God for your life. I'm tired of wandering around in the wilderness. I'm tired of being beat up and discouraged and depressed. I'm ready to get up and walk in the victory that Christ has afforded. Amen? Come on, somebody. And he says this, and you shall remember that the Lord your God has led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and to test you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. So he humbled you, he allowed you to hunger, and he fed you with manna which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you to know, O oh man, that man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. You hear me today, church. The voice of God is the voice of life. You shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Now I want you to understand at the onset of this message today. That while there are voices in this land that fuel your excitements and your imaginations and they inform your disappointments and frustrations, there is but one voice that leads to life and that is the voice of Almighty God. You're not going to live, you're not going to make it living off the news cycles. You're not going to make it living off the Twitter feeds and the Facebook posts. The voice of Almighty God is the only voice of life. We speak of life. We speak of life and we must understand the promise of life because for so many of us we equate life to breathing air and pumping blood. But church, we've got to recognize that there's a vast difference between living and existing. There's a big difference between living and existing. We can breathe air. We can breathe air and we can pump blood and we're existing. But we have not begun to live until we begin to walk in the fullness of what God has prepared for us. We've not begun to live until we're leaning on the everlasting arms. We have not begun to live until we have yielded our lives to Christ and said, Lord, whatever you have for me, here I am, your humble servant. See, the life that God gives, it's not a meager existence, but it's one of abundance. 
And I recognize that this text above, it speaks to a specific people of a specific time about a specific place with certain characteristics. It's to the Hebrew people, the, and, and they're coming out of the bondage of Egypt, and they're on their exodus, and they've been promised Canaan, and Canaan is a land that's flowing with milk and honey. But in the possessing of that land that God promised, God promises to prosper his people and to multiply them and make them fruitful. In other words, he promises them the good life. He promises them the good life. And while we may not have Canaan in particular in our viewfinder and on the horizon, we too are a people of promise. I want you to look over at your neighbor right now and tell him I've got a promise. Look at their neighbor right now and tell him you are a person of promise. God has a promise for you. Amen. Amen. Now, Jesus said that he came. He said the thief comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But I have come that they might have life and have it how? More abundantly. That's right. No, it's not Canaan. But Canaan is typical of what we should expect as our experience as believers. That we would live in a place of abundance and blessing. A place with the essentials that are necessary to sustain us and the extras that are enough to satisfy us. It's not popular opinion that's going to get us there. It's not the majority rule that's going to get us there. But it's nothing more than the voice of God and the direction of the Holy Spirit that's going to get us to that place. Now listen, later in the book of Deuteronomy, God speaks to these folks again. If you'll turn with me very quickly over to chapter 30, we're going to read this passage here. And for those of you that love the King James, I'm getting ready to spit some for you this morning. Are you ready? I'm going to read this text here in the King James this morning. And the word says this. The Lord is speaking to the same group of people again. He says, and the Lord thy God will make thee plenteous in every work of thine hand. Hallelujah. <laughs> in the fruit of thy body. Thank you, Jesus. And in the fruit of thy cattle, come on somebody, and in the fruit of thy land for good. For the Lord will once again rejoice over thee for good. How many of you want God rejoicing over your life for good? Come on, come on. The Lord has intended good for me. The Lord will again rejoice over thee for good as he rejoiced over thy fathers. If thou shalt hearken. If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and the statutes which are written in the book of the law. And if thou turn unto the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul. The Lord has promised good to me. His word, my hope secures. Yes, oh yes, oh yes, listen to me church. I love that, I read that intentionally this morning from the King James Version because it, it uses that special word there. It says that, that we need to hearken. We don't use that a whole lot. How many of you, when's the last time, come on, somebody said, when's the last time you've used the word hearken? Huh? 
No, no, no. I like it, though. I'm going to start using it. I'm just going to be around the office telling people they need to hearken. Hey, 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 I told you to do this yesterday, but you didn't hearken unto my voice. Huh. But that word there is translated hearken. Some of you have got a, a translation this morning that says that you need to obey. And that's not wrong, but it's only half right. It's only, it's only half of the message because this, this word here that's translated hearken in the original Hebrew, it means more than just simply to obey. It's a word that says to, in, to hear intelligently with the implication of attention, obedience, etc. To listen intelligently with the implication of attention, obedience, etc. I love the way Eugene Peterson translates this verse and handles this word in the Message Bible. Deuteronomy 30.10 reads this way. It says, but, if you, but only if you listen obediently. If you listen obediently. How many of you remember when your mama, you know, would tell you something and, and you didn't do what mama told you to do? And she said, you're not listening. No, 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 no. It wasn't the fact that you didn't hear the words. It's that you didn't hearken. You didn't hearken unto mama's voice. Next time mama helped you hearken. Amen. Come on, somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, but Eugene Peterson continues that. He says, but if only you listen obediently to God, your God, and keep his commandments and regulations written in this book of Revelation, nothing half-hearted here. You must return to God, your God, totally, heart and soul, holding nothing back. God, I am listening to you with the intention to obey every word that you say to me. And God prescribes this as the way for the children of Israel to make their way into the land of promise. And I want to tell you something today, church. What was true for the children of Israel is true for the modern believer. The way to get from where we've been to where we're at was to hearken unto the voice of God. And the way we're going to get from where we're at to where we're going is to hearken unto the voice of God. I don't care how long you've been in church. I don't care how much scripture you know. I don't care how much of it you can recite. You have not outgrown your need for a fresh word from God. You have not outgrown your need to hear from the Holy Spirit. When you and I get up in the morning... Rather than reaching for the newspaper or reaching for our smartphone, we should be waking up every day and reaching for our Bibles and kneeling in prayer as to say, Lord, what is your word for me today? Because your word for me is life. I need your truth. I need the truth of your word today afresh so that I can spot the lies of the enemy. I need the truth of your word today so that I can walk in the fullness of who you say I am. I need the truth of your word today so that I'll be able to see my neighbor like you do. I need the truth of your word today so that the mind of Christ will be in me. 
I need the truth of your word today so that my mind will be transformed and I'll not be conformed to the things of this world because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Interestingly enough, we, we, you know, I said we live in a day and an hour when there's so much information available to us. There's so much at our fingertips. But honestly, this is a day and an hour when never has the scripture been more accessible to us than it is right now. You can get it on any device at any time at any place. You can jump on any kind of media distribution platform and you can find somebody expounding the Word of God. Right now, there are tens of thousands of pastors with sermons available at your fingertips. You could listen to the Word of the Lord being taught nonstop, 24 hours a day, all day, every day. Yet, I believe even in this season of time, that the prophecy of Amos chapter 8 and verse 11 is being fulfilled again in this generation. And here it is. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will send a famine on the land. It's not a famine of bread nor of thirst, but of hearing the words of the Lord but of hearing the words of the Lord. And I want to tell you something today, church. In America, we've got more than any generation that's ever come before us. We are, the, we are the wealthiest generation to ever live. We're not hungry physically speaking, but we're about to starve to death spiritually. We're not thirsty physically speaking, but we're about dried up in the spirit. And you say, Pastor, how do you know that? Why do you say that? I say that because although I hear a lot of tired religious cliches and the recitation of the same scriptures over and over again, I don't hear much that sounds like it's been inspired by the kingdom of heaven. You see, you can pretend to be a Christian. You can quote the text all that you want to. You can act like you know the word. But just like Peter, when he stood before those people on the night that Jesus was crucified, they said of him that his speech betrayed him. And sooner or later, they're going to see through the facade and they're going to understand that you ain't been with Jesus. You might can say some religious things and you might can... Peel off some scripture every now and then, but it's not the language of the kingdom. It's not the language of the kingdom. And you say, well, Pastor, I don't think I, I don't like what you're saying there. You don't know. You don't know what you're talking about. I do know what I'm talking about. And here it is. You see, in this whole outbreak, this whole this whole COVID thing and this whole situation of people being isolated and the house of the Lord being closed, there have been more people upset by the fact that the church doors haven't been open for their families than there have been upset over the fact that when the church doors are open, there's nobody being saved, there's nobody being filled with the Holy Ghost, there's nobody being delivered and set free by the power of God that's active and working. They just want to know, can you have a little something for me? Can you have a little something for me and mine? That's all. I hear more passionate arguments for the rights and the privileges as set forth by a governmental system than I do saints pleading around the altar for lost souls to be saved and for the purpose of the kingdom to be going forth in this world. Now you tell me we're hearing from God because I'll tell you we're not. Amos here, and what's interesting here is that Amos uses the same Hebrew word here 
when he says there will be a famine of hearing. He uses that same Hebrew word that was used in Deuteronomy chapter 30 that Eugene Peterson translated to say, listening obediently. In other words, it's not going to be a shortage of preaching. It's not going to be a shortage of accessibility. The word is going to be going forth. I'm telling you, as long as there is a church on this earth, the glory and the gospel of Jesus Christ will be preached. This gospel will be preached, Jesus said, to the ends of the earth. But just because it's being preached doesn't always mean that it's going to be being heard. And for so many that it is being heard, it's falling on deaf ears because while they have heard the noise of religion, they have not hearkened their ear to the voice of God. And there is a vast difference in between sitting on a church pew on Sunday morning and occupying a spot in the Lord's house than there is between getting a word from God. Just because you've been exposed doesn't mean you've been infected. And if your ear is not hearkened to the voice of God, you can sit under preaching until you know every principle in the Word and you've heard it all said before. But until you position yourself for the Holy Ghost to make that real in your heart and in your life, you don't know nothing. You don't know nothing. And in America today, we have a famine of the hearing, the purposeful, intelligent hearing with the intention to obey what we've heard. But I'm going to give you the only hope for this world today right now. And that is this. That when God's people begin to hear the word of God and begin to hear from God, things begin to change. Oh yes, 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 when God's people really begin to hear, you won't see some of this pettiness that we see in our land today. When God's people begin to hear, when the church gets on the forefront of getting a word from God and going out to try to make a difference in the world around them, you're not going to hear some of this little bickering back and forth over petty little things after you've got a word from God. It's not going to happen because once you get a word from God, things begin to change on the inside of you. I can tell you, church, that in the stillness of an empty sanctuary, everybody said, oh, God, the church is closed. The church didn't close. You can't close it. But in the stillness of an empty sanctuary, stripped away from the rigors of week after week of doing the same thing, I can tell you what I got. I got the opportunity to get still before God and get a fresh, a fresh word. I'm telling you for the Holy Spirit to begin to speak to me in a new and dynamic way like you hadn't in a while. And I'm going to tell you what the result of it is. It's like I got some kind of fire shut up in my bones. I've got a message that I can't contain. I've got a zeal for the house of God and the kingdom of God that's consuming me. I've got a love for my fellow man like I've never had. You see, the, the, one of the phenomenon that I witnessed early 
in this pandemic and this shutdown was the scores of people that I would see on Sunday morning by 11 a.m. They'd say, oh, it's so, so nice. It's so great. It's 11 a.m. on Sunday morning. I've already visited 20 churches. Well, that only serves to underscore my point. And my point is this. Yes, you expose yourself to religious things. Yes, you heard religious words and you heard songs. Yes, you, you, you did all that, but if all you did was channel surf 20 different churches in two hours, you didn't get a word from anywhere. You entertained yourself, you satisfied your curiosity, but you didn't get a word. Because you didn't steal yourself long enough under the word and before the Holy Ghost to get a word, to hear anything, to receive. To my point, we're so inundated with voices. We're so inundated with arguments. We're so inundated with so many things that, that are divisive and controversial. And we just want to find our spot and take our stand. Bless God. Choosing sides when we ought to be uniting in the kingdom. And when you've got a word from the Lord, that's what happens. That's what happens. Listen. Here, let me tell you this. I'm telling you, church, in this soundbite generation wherein everybody is posting or saying something to try to get you to react, we've got to be sure that we are purposefully listening with an intent of obeying the voice of God. Someone may say, well, pastor, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, don't hear the, I don't know how to hear the voice of the Lord, and it doesn't seem like I can get a fresh word. What can I do? Well, for starters, you can do, you can stop ignoring the word you've already got. this one in times when it seems like God is silent and God is not speaking it's usually because he's already spoken and we've not done anything with what we've already heard this past week I was I was seeking the Lord for a word for this moment right now and God had already been laying a word on my heart and I've already expressed that word. Many of you have seen it. Many of you have read it. Some of you have been blessed by it. And I, I, I appreciate that. But I was sitting in this room and I was praying. I was crying out, God, give me a fresh word. Give me a word, oh Lord. And it seemed like the heavens were shut up. The heavens were brass. I couldn't get anywhere. And finally, God spoke to me. He said, why am I going to say anything else to you? when you've not done anything with what I'd last told you. And it wasn't for fear. It was just the understanding that there are sensitive issues in our society today. And anytime you stand, rise up to take a stand, you're going to be misunderstood. Not only are you going to be misunderstood, you're going to be misrepresented, you're going to be misinterpreted. Some people are going to reinterpret what you said to not mean what you said at all. And everything you say can and will be used against you. You're going to encourage and inspire some people. 
and you're going to offend a lot of other people. But I knew it was what the Lord intended for me to do in that moment. I got up. I walked out of this place. I went to my office. I shared that word. I came back in here, and within an hour, I have the word that I'm sharing with you this morning. I'm telling you, if you're looking for a word, it seems like the heavens are brass and they're shut up. I want to ask you this. Are you doing, are you walking in what he last gave you? I've seen this silly little argument floating around Facebook lately where it's got these two verses that are missing out of the NIV Bible. And that's all of a sudden satanic and demonic and all these things. Well, if you knew what you were talking about, you'd understand that the people that edited the NIV Bible used a different Hebrew manuscript, Hebrew and Greek manuscripts than the people that wrote the King James Version. And that's missing from that original manuscript. But my question is, you want to argue over two verses, but are you walking in the rest of the revelation that it gives you? I mean, there's enough in that to lead man to salvation and to a victorious life in Christ Jesus with or without those two verses. And I can promise you this, if God wasn't satisfied with it, he'd struck them dead. And it would have never made it to press. God's not speaking because he is the word of God is already settled in heaven he's already spoken Psalm 119 tells us that your word O Lord is forever settled in heaven not only is God's word already settled in heaven it's already seated in heaven Hebrews chapter 1 begins this way God who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets has in these last days spoken to us by his son whom he has appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had already by himself purged our sins, he sat down at the right hand of majesty on high. The word is settled in heaven, the word seated in heaven, and the word is powerful on earth. The writer to the Hebrews continues chapter 4 and says this, For the word of God is living and it's powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and of marrow and as a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Listen, this word is alive and it speaks to the hearts of men today, but we've got to listen. We've got to listen. We've got to allow the change in our hearts. We've got to hearten our ears. Because his word is the pathway to blessing. His word is the pathway to blessing. God is speaking to this world today. He's directing the way to life everlasting and life abundant. And I want to tell you, church, listen to me, the birth pains, the birth pains of creation are real and they're, they're intensifying and they're getting more frequently and they're giving a witness that something is getting ready to take place in the spirit. When the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more and the morning breaks eternal bright and fair it's almost here church it's almost here but as it approaches 
the voice of confusion is going to grow louder. The voice of delusion, as a matter of fact, the word prophesies that strong delusion will be sent on the earth in the days before the coming of the Lord. And it's ever so important right now, more than ever before, that we be listening to the voice, not listening to the conspiracy theorists. You're worried to death about a vaccine and a chip and all these things. Listen to the voice of God. Well, Pastor, I'm a little bit surprised because I came to church this morning and I thought with everything that was going on in the world today, I'd, I'd hear something about equality and injustice. I'm glad you asked. Because God said, if you hearken unto my voice and obey my commands, if somebody was brash enough to go to Jesus and say, Teacher, what is the greatest command? Teacher, what is the greatest command? And he said, the greatest command is this. To love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And without a hesitation, he said, there's a second just like it. To love your neighbor as yourself. Let me tell you something. When we, when we get a word from God and we begin to hear, we're going to love Jesus and we're going to love God like never before, but we're also going to get our heads out of the sand and not be so insensitive to the needs of our brothers and sisters around us and the suffering that they're enduring in this world. This is, this is it. This is the answer. This is the change. We need to quit running around acting like we've heard from God and actually hear from God. Because it changes things. It changes the hearts of people and that's what we're dealing with as a heart issue. If you want to know how to fix what fixes our society today, here it is. Incline our ears to the voice of God and listen obediently. Follow the commands of the word to love the Lord your God with all your heart and to love your neighbor as yourself. You say, well, pastor, why are things the way they are? I can tell you because lawlessness will abound. What is lawlessness? It's, it's this. We, we think of lawlessness in so many other ways, but lawlessness is this. It is ignoring the word of God and walking in our own way has nothing to do with knowing it or about it. It's knowing it still and ignoring it and walking it away. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Church, we don't need to be cold. We don't need to be cold in our love for God. We don't need to be cold in our love for our fellow man. But we need to be on fire. And we need to be radiant with the love of God. Amen? Amen. Would you stand with me all over this place this morning? Jesus. Look, I know, I know that we've already moved in this altar before today. But I just want to open it again. That If you need a word from God this morning, if you need a fresh word, if you just want to say, God, I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry that I've turned a deaf ear to your word, to your voice, oh God. Lord, unstop my ears and help me to hear what you're saying to me because I know that your word is going to lead me to victory. I know that your word is going to bring healing into this land. And God, I want to be a part of what you're doing. God, I want to be ready. I want to be sensitive to your voice when the voice of confusion is even stronger. I want to be eager to hear what you've got to say. I need a word this morning. If you need that, would you just slip out from where you are and begin to offer your heart to the Lord right now in this moment. Right now, say, Lord, fill me afresh with a word, a fresh word. Give me a fresh word, oh God. Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for ignoring the word that I have. Holy Spirit. Jesus. 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 Every head's bowed and every eye's closed. The altar's still open. If you need to come, certainly come. But in this place right now, if there's somebody to you and you would say, Pastor, I believe that the Spirit of God is speaking to my heart right now. And what He's saying to me in this moment is this. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of making things right with Jesus. If that's you, would you just slip a hand up wherever you are? Today I need salvation. worship team is going to lead us if you need a few moments to wait before the Lord this morning if you need to hear from God afresh won't you just come right now come on come on come on come on
go, just sing this chorus one last time. Give me faith to trust what you say that you're good and your love is great. I'm broken inside. I give you my life. God, we just give it all to you this morning, Lord, and we just make that our prayer this morning, God, that we would hear what you are saying to us, God that we would search your word for the answers that our world is looking for right now, God. I pray that this week you would speak to us in a way that we've never been spoken to before, God, as we just dig into your word and the word that is already spoken. Lord, we give you praise and thanks and honor that you would think highly of enough of us to speak to us, God, and to give us direction and to give us the answers that you want for our lives. Lord, I pray you would bless every single person in this building and every single person watching online. God, and we thank you that you are speaking to us even in this moment. In your heavenly name we pray. Amen. Be blessed as you go this morning and remember that God is speaking and listen to what he is saying to you this morning. Give me faith to trust what you say. That you're good and you're